And there's there's some neat stuff in there. I gotta keep going to. I'm thankful for who I am in Christ. Colossians 2, 9 and 10. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And you have been given fullness in Christ, who is the head over every power and authority. This is deep. This is as deep as you want to take it. So there are some of us here today, as Steve was saying, we're just checking out the box. So you might get all of this, and you may be bored. Obviously, some of you are bored because you're sleeping. <laughs> but for the rest of us that are here today, that are still like, locked in, I see you back there. <laughs> This thing that I'm struggling with, 
you're better, you're bigger than that. Because Colossians 2, 9 and 10 tells me that. You get that? So take a deep breath. Whatever you're dealing with today, Jesus Christ is bigger than that. That's, that's sweet, man. That's awesome. That's good news. Right? I mean, think, of, think about that just for a second. Because we don't propose in this church that any of us are perfect and we're not. All of us are going through things, but God is bigger than the circumstance. Because the Bible says it, not because I'm saying it, because the Bible says it. Number three. I'm thankful for my anger. Colossians 2, now work with me through this. You'll have a hard time catching this, but we're going to we'll bring it all back around. Are you ready? Colossians 2, 11 and 12. In him you were also circumcised in the putting off of the sinful nature. Not with a circumcision done by the hands of men, but with the circumcision done by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith, in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Go back to the point again. I'm thankful for my neighbor. How many of you have boats or go on boats or have been on a boat or have seen boats on TV? <laughs> Okay, I finally have an illustration that's going to hit all of us, I believe. So, it's like they go on college football illustrations. It's like Tim Pink went to church and watched college football, I don't understand. Sad life. Okay, here's the idea. What, what, is, what am I anchored to? What am I anchored to? Because when all hell breaks loose and it all goes down, whatever I'm anchored to is what I'm going to run to. Right? Whatever I'm anchored to on a daily basis is where I'm going to run when things don't go exactly the way that I wish they would go. And as a matter of fact, they go opposite of that. That's what I'm going to run to. So I'm proposing to you today that God is giving us an opportunity to be anchored to His grace and His salvation. Because Paul said, you're not uncertain, you're not, you were circumcised out of your sinful nature, not by human hands, but by what God has done for us. Look what Psalm says right here. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call on the Lord who is worthy of praise, and I am saved from my enemies. Where are you anchored? See, because, here, let's just, I'm going to anchor myself. And I may trip. Don't get up and run up here, it's okay, I trip all the time. Right? So, so I'm, I'm anchored. And this is St. John right here. Is my bank account. <laughs> this is St. John's my bank account. And as my bank account goes, or my finances, I should say, my investments, whatever you have, as, as my, my finances go, so go I. Right? And so I'm anchored to that. I mean, I'm anchored. 
trusting. I am trusting in my finances. I'm trusting in that. I'm not trusting in God for my finances. I'm trusting in my own ability to make sure there's enough money in the bank. I'm aiming for that. And when that lets go, and when it doesn't go so good, I'm wandering around aimlessly. I am absolutely wandering around aimlessly. <coughs> Let's say this. Let's say I'm into a relationship. And that's everything in my life. It's just that relationship. Don't let go, because I'm never going to get back this time. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest guy on the front row. <laughs> Let's say I'm able to relate. Listen, this is where life. This is where life goes. Let's just do life together. Would you like to? Yeah. Okay. So I'm anchored to a relationship, whether it be family, whether it be whatever it may be. I'm anchored to that relationship. And can I tell you right now? Let go, Brian. Your anchor's a bit. Colossians 
2.13-14. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, He took it away, nailing it to the cross. Wow, think about this. Come back to the point, Kim. Thank you. I'm thankful for forgiveness. I'll tell you a story really quick. Dylan and I camped out Friday night. We, we worked all day Friday trying to get a duck blind even in Havilah. And then we camped out. Then we went duck hunting yesterday morning. And um, and so Friday afternoon, we, in the midst of things, I lost my phone. And I lost my phone in the middle of nowhere. It's not like a mall. Nobody's going to find this phone, right? I mean, it's gone. And so I backtracked and, and, and thought, you know what? We parked there. We parked there. We parked there. And I have this bad habit of, of being on the phone a lot. You all produced the ad in my life. <laughs> and so I'll get out of the car and my phone, like I'll just drop it. Like it's in my lap and I'll just jump out and it, it falls. So I'm like, all right, this is our best option. So we look, we, we're done, we're sweaty, we're muddy, we've been fighting with alligators trying to keep them away. And so I get out of and so we stop at every point, and I'm like, it's gone. And so I said, give me your phone. I called her and I said, baby, I lost my phone. And she said, like, you lost it like you normally do? Or is it gone? <laughs> Here, I've done this a million times. And the way we do this, we wait until it gets dark, and then we just go to each one of those spots and start calling. Oh, man. <laughs> 4, 2, 45, 3 o'clock in the morning, we're hitting these spots. And we finally get to the last spot. And he's like, calling. He's walking down this levee that we're rowing. Bam, there it is. Now, watch this. I got so convicted. <clears throat> because if he would have lost his phone and asked, <laughs> I would have been rarely on the phone. Are you getting this? Yeah. I would have been so, what? Well, how do you lose your phone? <laughs> Here's the thought. We were all dead in our sin. Right? 
And in the uncircumcision of your sinful nature, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all of our sins. So if you're here today and you've spiritually lost your phone, and you, you messed up, can I just tell you this right now? What Jesus did for us is sufficient. And he, God's not mad at you. God just wants you to run to Him. Wow. He just wants you to come to Him. <coughs> Broke, busted, disgusted, can't be trusted. <laughs> Good, bad, ugly. Whatever it is, just come to Him. Because verse 13 puts it, or verse 14 puts it this way. Having canceled the written code with its regulations that was against us, that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing it to the cross. See, my, my inner self yesterday, or, or, yeah, no, two days ago, at that night, my inner self said, call the phone company and cancel the phone. And here's my son saying, Dad, nobody's going to find that phone. You can <laughs> But there's, there's a written code in the law that we just read about that would say, this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do, this is what you have to do. Jesus came, and when He came, He came not to abolish the law, but fulfill the law. And as He did, grace came. And miracles came. And love came. And amazing, amazingly abundant life if you can grab that today, if you can grab a hold of that, that's something to be thankful for. And if you're anchored into that today, that's something to be thankful for. Last thing. I'm thankful for victory. Colossians 2.15 And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. I'm going to ask you a question. Are you living in victory? And, if, and don't answer that because of last night. Don't answer that just because of last week. Let's take a snapshot of the last month. Let's do that. Let's take a snapshot of the last 30 days of your life. Because on our best day, we're not good enough. On our worst day, we're not bad enough. Let's just take a snapshot of the last month of our life. And can you track through that and say, yes, I'm living in victory. Were there speed bumps? Yes. Were there checkered flags? Yes. However, if I take, can you say that today? And I would submit to you, there's probably a lot of us in this room that can say, you know what, no. In that area of my life, I'm not living in victory. In my marriage, I'm not living in victory. With my children, with my anger issue, with with whatever it is, addiction, whatever, I'm not living in victory. So Paul's telling the church of Colossians, he says, look, and having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. I'm thankful for victory. I'm definitely thankful for the cross. Because that's where victory came from. That's, that, that's, where, that's what it all boils down to, is this whole idea of what Jesus did for us that allows us to live in victory every day of our lives. Because we can't do it alone. So here's where we part ways today. 
can you honestly say in your heart you're thankful for victory? Because I've been seasons of my life where I could say, I hate defeat. Defeat may be fun for a bit, but after you're defeated, it's not funny. And the Word of God is saying to us today, you can live in victory. You can. You can live in victory by putting the practices of this book into place. God can absolutely, positively help you wherever life finds you today. Wherever it finds you today, man. There are a lot of us in this room right now that are in just unbelievably different circumstances. But one thing you can be thankful for is the fact that we have an avenue to living a victorious life. And that comes only through what Jesus Christ did for us on the cross. Yeah. Paul's trying to remind us right here, saying, look, 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 look. The powers of this world have been disarmed. The only way they can be armed is because of our sinful nature. That's what he's trying to say. The only way that they can be put back in power is because of the choices and decisions we make. And if we live by the Spirit and walk by the Spirit, we're not going to make those choices. We're going to make better choices in reference to this Word. And you got to walk that out. you got to keep walking. But Jesus did it for us. He was the way maker. He went before us. He charged the way so that we could follow in that trail. So now some way live a victorious life. So if you're here today and you're struggling, you say, Jason, I, I'm not living in victory. You've accepted Christ as your Savior, but you're just struggling right there. Please. Study this passage. But please know that there is a way out. Some of us may be here today and you're like, you know what? I'm not living in victory, but I've never put my faith in Jesus. I've never put my faith in Jesus. Here's the deal. He's the Savior of the world. He finished the race. He did everything that he needed to do to reconcile us back to God. But gave us the choice of free will. And so, we have to choose Jesus. It's our choice. Would you bow your hands on those chairs? Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that your word is life. It's breath. At this very moment, God, we recognize how much we have to be thankful for. If you're here today, if your heads are bowed, nobody's going around. You say, Jason, I've never accepted Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. I have, I've, I've never done that. And I realize there's a deficit in my heart, there's a deficit in my life, and I'm finding it hard to find things to be thankful for. And you realize today that maybe that's because you're not taking advantage of God's gift to you in sending His only Son. If that's you in your heart, right now. You know that you know that you know it's time to make a decision for Jesus. You know it is. And you don't want to go into another holiday season alone. Can I tell you that Jesus Christ is waiting right now to invade your life and your soul and to create in you a new person. And 
No catch to it. It's on you. I'm not talking to you about church membership. I'm not talking to you about you coming back here again. I'm just saying, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior right now, at this very moment, you have an opportunity to do that. If you're here in, in your heart, you know that you need to make a change. You need to do that. Just slip your hand up really quick and put it back down. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. It's awesome. I see your hand. I see your hand. Anyone else? I, I, need, I see your hand. Thank you. I need to do that today. What an awesome, amazing moment. And only heaven will tell the brevity of this moment. Anyone else? I need to know Jesus Christ as my personal Savior. That's so awesome. So awesome. If you raise your hand right there where you're sitting, Right where you sit. Just pray this prayer with me. By, by virtue of you acknowledging Jesus Christ as the Messiah and Savior, nothing special about this prayer is magical. It's just you opening your heart up. I'm going to make you do this prayer. Father, thank you for loving me. Thank you for chasing me. And thank you that I'm in this place today where I know I have felt your presence. And right now, I'm confessing in my heart. God, I believe that Jesus Christ is the true Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I believe that Jesus Christ lived a sinless life. I believe what the Bible says, that Jesus Christ took my death and sin to the cross. And I believe with all of my heart, Jesus Christ was placed in the grave and rose from that grave on the third day. And I believe He's in heaven today. He's coming back to me. So right now, God, thank you for making me into a new creation. Thank you for changing things in my heart, in my soul, in my life. God, put people around me. Lord, when I go out to that tent today on the east lawn, I pray that you put a person in my life that can pray with me and help me. When I get that Bible and that devotion, God, I pray that you would just birth life in me. Most of all, thank you, God, for your great love in my life. God, for the rest of us here today, they know you through Jesus. We're having a hard time, God, and please be thankful about it. And you remind us that at the end of the day, we're all blessed in whatever capacity, whatever stage and season of life you have. In Jesus' name, amen.